Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Dr. Homebrew. It is the show that is still trying to figure out its stupid audio problems. Hmm. So I'm going to turn my headphones up and then turn everybody down. And I think it'll be fine. Will it? I don't know. I don't understand. I think I'm really terrible at running the board. I think I'm a better host than a board runner, and uh, that's not saying much. You still sound a little quiet. <laughs> I do, right? And I don't know why. Because yeah. I'm peeking on the things here. I don't huh. understand. Whatever. It's okay. Let's just get out of here. There you yeah. go. Thank you. This has been Dr. Bye. Homebrew. Whatever. It's terrible. Terrible radio. Terrible radio, people. But thank you for joining us anyways. It'll come out later with all the compression that they add in post-production, right? It'll be fine. I'll sound like Barry White. <laughs> but he's dead, right? <laughs> Is yeah, he, so you kind of sound like him already. Yeah, w- um. here's my bare white impression. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, so it's Dr. Homebrew. Today we have uh, two uh, two very good beers, I think, for us. Uh, one, we have a homebrew from Kirk. Right? Kirk. I think. Kirk. Sorry, Kirk. Kirk. Sorry. Some shit going on, Kirk. Uh, we have a homebrew from Kirk, Kirk and then we're doing a, another commercial calibration. From uh, what's our our calibration beer? The uh, Celebrator, the Ianga Celebrator uh, from uh, from uh, the Ianga Brewery, right? The one with little plastic goat hanging on. Yes, it. that's the popular, the world famous plastic goat hanger yeah. on her. So whenever I buy uh, one of these beers, which is not all that often because it's not my favorite style, but you know, every once in a while, you, you got to kind of dig this big malt bomb. Um, I always buy one with a goat because you'll you'll notice sometimes in the liquor stores that the goat is missing. Yeah. And you can't drink it otherwise. You can't drink it if it's missing a goat. And then I, I take the goat off and I hang it on my Star Wars beer stein. Uh, and so I keep track of how many uh, <laughs> how many of these I've ever had in my entire lifetime. Wow. Wow. That's, there you go. I've got one of those hanging in my fermentation chamber. So, yeah. It's oh. cool. It's my mascot. A little good luck He's my beer charm. You, you know what's going to happen to you when they all come to life. No. <laughs> no. Like, Indian, like the Indian in the cupboard? Right. Okay. Uh, welcome, Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Before we get going, uh, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Check them out. They do PBW, Star Sand, all the, the, the cleaning and sanitizing supplies you need to keep making great homebrew. Go to fivestarchemicals.com. Uh, normally, this is where I do the purpose of the show, but I think after our 35th show, this is our 35th show, uh, I think everyone kind of understands the purpose and point. Just skip right on through to the meaning of life. Are you saying that we're without purpose now? I'm saying that we're not without purpose, but we're without defined purpose. I mean, our purpose is stated, so it is right. defined. We just don't have to state it. It's, it's, it's without redefined purpose. It's, it's, so it's not a defined purpose. Reinforced. It's defined, but it's not redefined. It, redefined is what? I don't know. You need a zingy tagline that sums it up in like six words, you know. Where purpose is anathema, but beer is welcome. See? There you go. I don't even understand what beer or welcome means. We taste your beer so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. That's what it's all about, people. Let me write that down. Hold on a second. We taste your beer so you don't have good. I like that, huh? Brian, you're hired. It's better than at least your beer will look good. That's lame. <laughs> Whoever thought of that should be fired from the DN. Uh, but it's true. Uh, it's That's true the Grog sometimes. Tag tagline. Grog yeah. Tag. They yeah. are a fine sponsor of this, guys of are, this uh, show. They're cool, yeah. They should be cool. Whatever. I don't know. They sponsor this show. Anyone who sponsors this show is okay in my book. They must be cool, yeah. Uh, if you want to be a guest on this fine production that we call Dr. Homebrew, shoot me an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. I will get back to you. I am running through my list of people uh, to to contact. So uh, if, I have, if you haven't heard from me, don't worry about it. I do have your email. Please do not worry about it. Do not fail. Do not give up the ghost. You will be on this show, I promise. And everyone who is on this show. Just send them another one. Yeah, no, don't do that. 
because it all because because see what happens a really long whiny one I get confused because yeah. they won't they won't con, they won't collapse in the same thing right so I'll I've, and I've done this before I've sent people Thread. multiple emails I'm like uh, I you, I was on last month dummy what are you doing like, oh well the, why would you send me two emails asking to be on the same show. Because I didn't hear back from you for four months. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I do the same thing. You don't Only know what six. I'm talking about, but it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I think um, this Kirk guy's been on the show six times already. I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe this is his first time. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am running down the list. I, I will get to you. I, I apologize uh, for those of you who have been waiting for a little bit. But email, uh, email me, jp at thebrainnetwork.com. And uh, so, like I said, we're going to have a, a, a beer from Kurt, which is a, a Lambic, right? No. No. It's an old ale. It's an old ale. It's an old ale. We're doing an old ale from Kirk, and then we're going to do this Celebrator uh, Doppelbach. Doppelbach. With the goat. Is that how you pronounce it? Because on the label it says double. D-O-U-B-L-E. I don't know. I'm stupid. They've translated it for for Americans. Is that what it is? Finest Bavarian Doppelbach. Right. But it also says Doppelbach at the top if you read it. It's a uh, celebrator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doppelbach. Underneath yeah. celebrator. It's, it's the export yeah. version. I mean, if you buy that in Germany, it's a real goat. It's not made out of plastic. <laughs> it's, it's all toned down for us over here. Oh, that would be kind of amazing, wouldn't it? That would that would make uh, going to Europe worth it. Yeah. Just to go in a mm-hmm. in liquor store and buy a bottle of beer and a small goat. With, with, a, with a real two-inch <laughs> goat hanging from the neck. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine. The hell with those taxidermy bottles. This is better. You things live, that. you have to feed it. Yeah. Screw you, brew dogs, or whatever your name is. <laughs> brew punks. What, what are they called? Yes, all that. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break because uh, we've been we're doing tired. radio for so long. And then, well, you know what? Forget about it. Let's just get Kurt on the, or Kirk on the line. What do you think? Is he on the line? He's on, well, just get him on the line. Get him on the line in a second. Oh. I don't even care. <clears throat> okay. I'm doing the show the way I want to do the show. So no break. No break. Why no would break. we do a break? Kirk, are you well, there? I'm here. All right. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Perfect. Just trying to figure this whole thing out. Figure this whole thing called life out, man. Are you Are you really perfect? Uh, I'm perfect, yeah. Well, I feel perfect. And it's okay. all in a state of mind, right? Sure. How do you feel? I I feel sleepy. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. like uh, it's like 1,000 o'clock where you are. Right. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Our first contestant who will fall asleep while we're talking to them. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I've been drinking since noon. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> Not too bad. We were drinking some good King Henry Special Reserve just before we started talking to you. So oh, yeah. It's the we're 2011. Go, yeah. we're, we're warmed up and ready. Wow, you've been better than I am. <laughs> well, we try. we got to live high on the hog over here. We sure. had to catch up. Uh, so tell me, Kirk, how long have you been homebrewing? Uh, well, I originally... Like I brewed my first batches in in like the mid '90s when I was in college, and then quit for a long time, and then started again in 2009. So about five years, I've been making drinkable beer. Hmm. After the kids grew up, what's the story there? <laughs> that's a good no, way. That's no, a good I way was, to put it. I was a uh, climbing bum for about ah. 12 years, and okay. uh, um, didn't have a house. Lived in the back of a truck, that kind of thing. And uh, it's it's kind of hard to maintain hard your to... fermentation temperatures. <laughs> hard to brew in the, in the back, back of an F one fifty. Yeah, I yeah. just park at altitude. Yeah, well, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've been making drinkable homebrew for a little bit, and then uh, how long have you uh, been trying this recipe? Have you ever attempted this recipe before? No. So the the old ale is something that I've never really had good commercial examples of mm-hmm. and uh uh so i just sort of on a whim bought y yeast's old ale blend and thought sure i'll just i'll throw that in and, yeah, and why not? see what happens yeah. and i made it a couple of years ago i'm not necessarily sure it's a great old ale um in <laughs> fact more what i'm looking for is feedback on where to stick this Okay. Are you looking to enter a competition with it, or just just for your it's, own clarification? It's actually been in a couple of competitions, and, okay. and uh, you know, there's a really heavy Brett character in this beer, I think, and and it it tends to get beaten up because of that. Well, Kirk, we have told people where to stick their beers before, but we'll, we'll try to be a little nicer. <laughs> it with hasn't you. always been welcomed, right? In the proper spirit of perfection. Sure. Let's let's talk about what category to stick it in. Let's start there. There we go. Okay. I think we can do that. Sure. Uh, all right, Brian, why don't you start us off, man, with uh, Kirk's right. Old Ale here. Yeah. Um, do we want to pour some more of it here, Lee? Yeah, why Let's not? Let's taste it while we're... Let's have this We beer judged going. it before the show and, and, uh, and hung out for a while here, but... Here's yeah, your perfect boy. pour. 19A. We judged it as a 19A because it was presented as an old ale. Uh, the malt character comes across with a, uh, a bit of a fruity and 
an earthy and cherry-like malt character. Um, however, this 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 Britannomyces character just jumps right over the top of that. Everything else is kind of buried by this leathery, sharp Brett note, and it's. Uh, I did find a lightly sherry kind of wine-like fla- uh, aroma in it, and it's a little bit tart smelling. Um, it has a lot of cherry, berry, raspberry-like esters in it. Uh, no hops were detected in the aroma. Yeah, even just sitting on the on the table here, a foot away, I get a lot of those. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Hello, Brett. So, um, appearance-wise, that is, has a deep reddish-amber color, and is, it's very clear. Uh, head head is a, was a low beige. Standard fine bubbles just fade to a low color uh, pretty quick around the rim of the glass there. Um, and uh, in the flavor, I found, a again, fruity cherry-like malt. Um, it was lightly tart with a big Britannomyces character up front. It's this kind of uh, horse blanket, leather, and and sweat kind of a thing in there with the, the other elements. Um, didn't get any hop. Uh, those are typical descriptors, too, for kind of Brett, Britannomyces, Brett character uh, that you can get. So they're not always... You know, they may sound negative, but they're not always negative connotations. And in actuality, I find this beer quite pleasant to drink. It's just um, you don't expect that big of a of a Brett character in a an old ale, and it, it can have some of that. Um, you can get a little little leatheriness alongside the the treacle and the molasses like notes that you want, would expect in this beer. But this one doesn't have too much of that. It's got caramel. It doesn't really have a lot of you know nuttiness, chocolatiness. Um, triacle and 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 rich multi bold flavors. They faded to this kind of fruit like thing alongside all this bread. So that's the flavor to me. That kind of sums it up. You know, um, there's definitely some alcohol going on there. Uh, bites you a little bit, but uh, not not harsh. Um, mouthfeel wise, it's got this kind of medium to medium full body uh, somewhere in that range. It feels a bit light for the style. Uh, although there's some obvious alcohol warmth in there, um, carbonation seemed medium low, which is pretty appropriate. Uh, wasn't very necessarily overly creamy and smooth. Um, I thought I had a little bit of astringency in there. Sometimes with the the heavy Brett beers, it does a little thing in your throat with that that leathery thing. It kind of clings to the back of your throat and gives you the impression of astringency. Might actually be like um, you know grain astringency necessarily this may have been a nicely made old ale (laughs) and you know again a small amount of brett can be acceptable but this is just way over the top if you if you have a wood you claim it as a wood aged you know um well if you if you enter an old ale and you and you have just a little bit of that character um then great but if you if you want to really enter this somewhere else You'd have to enter it as a specialty and and you know use old ale as the base style, um, or maybe even something else. <laughs> but uh, you know, with a wood aged and Brett character, um, you know, there was no wood declared in in, in this that I saw. So um, I don't know. Was this was this aged on wood? No, or, there was no, no wood. wood in this. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, if if. Uh, what the guidelines say is, is that some wood-aged versions of, of Old Ale will have this character, but this one doesn't have wood. It just has the bread, <laughs> and it's just taken over and soured it a little bit. And you know, all again, all that being said, this beer is is actually pretty pleasant to drink. It's tasty and enjoyable for what it is. I, I honestly don't quite know where to put it. It's it's not sour enough to be a, a Belgian sour or something like that. Yeah, but if you just enjoy the beer. I don't think that you're going to find a category where it is going to really do well. Um, specialty category, if you define it well enough for the judges of what your intent was with the beer. Like an old ale with Brett. Old ale with Brett. It's going to do better than just putting it in as the old ale uh, in the regular 19A category. Because you have to you have to declare that. You have to let them know, right, right. That, that you knew what you were doing, even though maybe you didn't. Maybe it was a thing you picked up, but that you are aware that it's there. And that, uh, or at least that no. you you need you need to give them a base style. You need to tell right. them where you think it is. Yeah. Give them something to go on. Yeah. So how, wow, it's a really interesting beer. Thanks for sharing it. And uh, I give it a a twenty six just because it's not to the old ale style. Um, and I hope you can find a good classic, a good home brewed or you know commercial example of an old ale. Um, 
Are there many? I don't. Uh, doesn't um, Fuller's do one? That there, isn't there vintage ale that they come the out with every year? Ale isn't is that an old ale? Is a great one. Yeah, Fuller's vintage ale in the red box. Mm-hmm. Just grab some of those and and lay them down for a couple of years and and drink those and do a vertical. Have some fun with that. Um, is it? Yeah. What else is yeah, there? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Theakston's old peculiar is yeah. good if you can find it. It's sort of a darker, oh, yeah. chocolatier version, yeah. uh, a little lighter in alcohol. Um, if you like Brett, if you can find some Gales Prize Old Ale, that's good. It tends to be really Brett. Uh, most of those I found have been so aged, though they're getting kind of hard to find a good one. I think mm-hmm. uh, the Green King Old Suffolk's a good one. Harvesting Old Engine Oil is almost like an Imperial Stout. <laughs> um, Young's Winter Warmer you might find. I'm not sure I've seen the Sam Smith's Winter Warmer around lately. The Fuller's 1845. No, that should be coming out shortly, though. And they've switched now from the clear bottles to those uh, brown bottles that all the new kids are doing. So, that should uh, help. Yeah, yeah okay. it should help a lot. That new technology, brown glass. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, that. for a beer style that doesn't really have hops in it. But, yeah. <laughs> well, some of them, like the, filler, the Fuller's ones, have a fair amount of hop when they're yeah. young. So, yeah. yeah. It's a fun style. It's, it's great to age and, and get some of those funky sherry-like things alongside all the molasses and the rich Englishy malt flavors. Um, what kind of well, what kind of base malt did you use? I'll, I'll let Lee describe the beer, though, but I mean, really, using the, the English, you know, traditional English floor-malted stuff for these kind of beers is really going to give you a lot better result, but um, if you just use American, you know, American malt as, the, as your base, it's going to be a little different. Yeah, I think... Um it's hard to tell from the notes. This beer is a couple of years old, and uh, the brewing notebook that it was in has been spilled on like uh, yeah. sixty or seventy <laughs> times. But I'm I'm guessing it was probably like a, a crisp because that's what the brewery around here was using at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like a floor malted Maris Otter or something like that. Yeah. Well, crisp is good stuff. I mean, the, the notes we have here from your recipe said something about America as the origin, so we weren't sure. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's, about that. that's because uh, Promash is Pro-Mash. kind of pathetic in their limited. options. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Good beer, actually, in its own weird way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, in I its really very strange it. way. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, I would have uh, a second glass of this. Honestly. So, and you can. <laughs> I will. Yeah, yes. I sent two bottles. Um, you know, the interesting thing about this beer was that I made it before I really understood how to make a beer with Britannomyces and not have that character dominate. And so what I did was I used the the Y-Yeast Old Ale blend and and just pitched that into the beer after making a starter. And so the, the Old Ale blend from Y-Yeast, the, the 9097, has a Saccharomyces and a Britannomyces strain. Yeah, I see that, yeah. It. Yeah, and I think the the Brett just sort of took over and and took off. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if you give it some some dextrins or something to you know some long chain starches to chew on for a while, it'll sit there and just get happy and settle right in. And well, hey, here I am. Here it probably yeah. started on the primary sugars. <laughs> yeah, right well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Lee, give us yeah. your rundown, buddy. So, I mean, my rundown is pretty similar to Brian's. I mean, there's a lot of caramel in this beer for the malt. Now, a lot of caramel note flavors. Um, and it's just kind of a straight candy caramel sort of thing. It's nice, um, but it doesn't have quite the malt complexity I'd want in an old ale. So, for old ales, you want to get some, a few, you know, sort of supporting flavor malts in there to help complexify the malt profile. And, um, that's you a had a word. little bit in here that I see in your recipe, but it didn't really come through very strongly. The pale chocolate and chocolate malt just aren't showing. You had very small additions of those, which is probably why. Uh, but I got you know a little um, fair amount of the caramel malt, and then just in the nose, massive pie cherry, Britannomyces sort of aromas. A little bit of an almost red wine tannic note. No hops, uh, cherry and cola esters, and a little bit of that spicy, sweaty, animal, cedary kind of note from the, from the Britannomyces. Um, poured a little bit ahead. It went away immediately. Fades to a few bubbles. Orange copper color was pretty nice. Had a little bit of haze. Better now that it's warmed up a bit. And again, the flavor. The first thing that gets you is that Brett pie cherry kind of flavor. And then a big caramel. And they, they play pretty well together, those flavors. But that pie cherry was just really intense. It's not what I would expect in an old ale. And after that, you get some other esters, some berry and some strawberry and some 
sort of the more woolly animal-y kind of brat and a little supporting bittering. It was kind of nice. It finishes with sweet lingering caramel, which is interesting considering it's two years old with all that bread in it. But it doesn't seem to have dried it out completely. It's actually got some sweetness to spare. Yeah, I would agree. There's actually a, a woolly animal in there, too. Uh, w- <laughs> is it a goat? No, 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 no. Goats are harder to get around here. Sheep are easy. Okay. That, okay. Dry sheep in the, in the fermenter dry or in sheep. the Sheep dipped the beer. Okay. No, yeah. it was a double decocted sheep. Okay. <laughs> Those are pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to get a sheep to stay around for that kind of treatment. <laughs> yeah. Um, medium body, medium low carbonation, a um, little bit of a burn to the alcohol, not much. It wasn't astringent. Mostly it was a nice beer. I mean, I really enjoyed drinking it. I kind of like Brett beers, at least to uh, some degree, if they're not too sour. And this had a ton of Brett flavor. Um, but for the style for the Old Ale, I mean, Old Ale really is a pretty wide style. It can encompass a lot of things. But it, it's pretty clear, at least by the guidelines, that when it comes to Brett, it should be sort of a background note. It's not a big thing. And this, the Brett is pretty dominant. So I would say you probably kind of had a style miss on that one. Um, and it could be used a little bit more complexity for the malt, I think. or the So maybe add a little bit more of the specialty malts that you were putting in there, the pale chocolate and the chocolate. So bump those and not the Karastan. Um, yeah. I mean, I, given how sweet it is, I would definitely yeah. not bump the Karastan, although a pound of it that you put in here, this is, this is what, a six-gallon batch? Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it came through that strongly. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I would definitely bump some of the, fl- the other flavor malts a little bit. And um, if you want the Brett character, I would pick an English yeast you like and get a separate Brett culture. And yes. pitch that English yeast first and then let it ferment out to completion and rack it into a secondary and then add the brett. So when all that primary sugar is gone, let the brett do its slow aging thing. Just to limit the amount of brett character Yeah, so you don't has. get this massive brett character. Yeah. And if better, even put it in a barrel somewhere. But that, that can be harder to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that would, I think, throttle back the Britannomyces contribution in this a bit. And... Um, and then give it some chance to age. I, it's interesting, this beer being two years old, Brian picked up a little oxidation character. I really didn't get much. Maybe a little bit of sort of marzipan flavor this time around, but it's pretty pretty minimal. I'm kind of wondering if the Brett being sort of slowly active over time might slow that down a bit. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you can have like three, four-year-old Lambics out of a barrel. They don't taste like they've been you know, <laughs> right. gone to paper and cardboard. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the, I mean, you could, in addition to the, the Karastan you used, was pretty light. It's like SRM 30 or uh, 34 or something? Or? Yeah, mid-30s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, throw some 60s or 80s in there to get some of that middle kind of richer. Um, Build that body up. Triacle and, and uh, other stuff. I see you actually added some real, some molasses in there, too, and that's interesting. Um, you know, it, it's not out of place in this beer, but... Uh, can also get some some molassesy rich flavors from other malts. You know, throw a little special bee in there. Some some other interesting malts. Bump up the chocolate. It looks like a really low percentage of that pale chocolate. You could bump that up a bit and get some. It just it's a really it's going to be a malt bomb of a beer, and it's got to come across with that. Uh, a lot of those flavors in there. Just interesting. Whatever balance you find that works for the beer, you need to just um yeah, play around with it and, and like lee said adding that the, the brett later if you want it to be a brett aged old ale uh, along with some wood would be a, uh, a good way to go after it's all fermented out with the primary yeast strain yeah and I, if you want just a little bit of the wood you can always do some you know, some oak cubes toasted oak cubes just to get that yeah. flavor in there yeah and i mean actually some of these old ales like the full especially the fuller's examples we listed they're no darker than this. So actually, mm. a malt profile like this would be appropriate for making one of those. It'll come out different from some of the ones with a more sort of blend of darker malt profiles in there. But you know, it's a wide open style on that front. I like these with a little more dark malt complexity, but you could do one around this, this sort of color range and have it turn out hmm. really well. Yeah, to me, that's what I think of when I, when I, when I think of Old Ale, or, or I, I think I made one uh, several years ago, and it was it – was, malty and dark it was a lot darker than this so that's what i think of when i if someone hands me an old ale yeah i saw like really... a red cup i go okay this is this is going to be darker it's going to be kind of more reddish and uh um and a big malt 
bomb. Yeah, but some of them really, they just kind of pick up where a high-gravity bitter would leave off, that sort of caramely color and, hmm. and flavor profile. They get bigger yeah. from there, and some of them get darker, but not all of them. And without the Brett in the way, that stuff would shine through, I'm sure, in this same beer, mm-hmm. you know, if it, if it just wasn't wasn't there. But I love the aroma of this yeah, thing, man. Sure Ooh, made it interesting. You're <laughs> sniffing my empty glass. <laughs> it's good. It, I mean, I, I, th- I think Brian was right. It, it, it's still a good uh, It's still a good beer. Um, it, yeah. It's just... It, Maybe it's, not it's, an old ale. It's it, the balance of that. Brett has just thrown it out of style. It's yeah. too much. I mean, yeah. you know, you could enter as a category twenty three specialty thing now, or next year when we got new style guidelines, there'll probably be some place that's more specific for beers like this. No, Brett age beers, but for now, yeah, yeah it's 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 without a home. It's going to take us a really special judge to understand this beer. Somebody much more special than we are. Well, I'm pretty special. So, <laughs> you, know. you are. It sounds yeah, like Special Olympics. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah. You want something? Yeah. yeah, as a fellow homebrewer, when I tasted this and I got the a great aroma, this it, it's almost like it nailed a Flanders brown ale. It's hmm. very well rounded. It's it's soft and smooth. It's almost like you got a little a bit of PD in there. It got sick a little bit, then that went away, and the the PD uh, just disappeared. But it rounded it out very nicely. Um, it it I think if you entered it as a Flanders brown, it it actually might compete well. Oh, what do you guys think? It's you know it's, it's maybe not as as sour as some of the examples of that beer are going to be, but uh, it's like uh, you know some of the the funkier, leatherier, less sour versions of that style. Uh, it, you know, could be closer to that territory. Yeah, if you let it age another couple of years, maybe it will get there. <laughs> it's it's got great aroma and the flavor is so well rounded. It's very complex. It is in a subtle manner, but it's not sour though, right? No, and, and that's it's what not you sour. would need. Would you need that for that style? You'd probably they don't have to be very sour, but you do need some. Yeah, some, right? And, yeah. and I mean, for me, I think the Brett will be over the top for a, for a Flanders for mm-hmm. a, for it, a Nude Brune. It but, almost has too much tannin in it. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. The tannin almost dominates the. But it would probably score better than an Old Ale, right? Um, yeah. We'd be curious, and if you have a bottle to, or two to, or three to spare, enter it as a, <laughs> an Ode Brune and see if see what happens. And then send yeah, us the, the reports. Or just drink them. Yeah, or yeah, just save them drink them. There's not a lot left. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, drink, drink them. And, and you said that now you kind of understand more how to build this beer. Uh, I'd like to, we, we, we'd like to, to try your, uh, your current uh, iteration of this. Yeah, yeah I think one. if I were to do it again, I, would just, I, would, I wouldn't change anything. I think I would just uh, uh, pitch an English yeast early on and then put the Old Ale blend in later. Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool. Yeah, you know, secondary, and just see the difference because and, it's got to be huge. And a little bit of wood, I would suggest with that too. Just you know, throw in a couple cubes at least, just to give it a little, little bit of that. Yeah, because you're not going to have the same level of tannins that you're getting with the the Brett and stuff here, and, and that oak would be a welcome addition with that alongside the the Brett. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of cubes of medium toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys, Kirk? No, I think you guys covered it. I think uh, my fear was that there was no place for this, no home <laughs> in your belly. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly right. The home is in your glass, down your throat, man. Yeah, um, well, that's working out. Good. All right, well, uh, hey, thanks a lot, Kirk. I really appreciate you uh, sending the beer in. And, uh, and staying um, up late. And staying up late, yeah. And we have some other beers from you, too, so maybe we'll get you back on another show. Or we'll just yeah, chug, that'd be great. Or we'll just chug them real fast and then drive home. You should. You should funnel him. <laughs> yeah, Pretty it. sure he's going to win the grog tag too. <laughs> we do have the uh, the uh, the Doctor Homebrew official beer bong, and uh, I think we're just gonna just gonna do just that. Gonna do it, huh? Why not? Yeah. Who cares, That's right? Idea. You only yeah. live once. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks. All right, All Kirk. Right. See you later, man. Bye. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. man. Cool. Yeah, yeah beer. Kirk's beer was cool. I, like, I liked it. It's I like it. I hate to score it at twenty six, but geez, I mean, yeah. Yeah. what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you the real shortcoming is just just nowhere to put that style. Right? right. It's just totally a cat twenty category twenty three thing, and it's just it's, oh well. Just, what are you going to do? They should have what a beer competition do? where they just hand you the beer and you don't judge it against anything. You just say, here, score this beer on its own internal balance for what it is. It's not declared as being anything. Just taste it. Do you like it? Zero to fifty points. We should do that. Well, maybe. I mean, you'd be you'd, as a beer judge, you'd, you'd be predisposed to kind of guessing. Oh, well, this maybe this was a such and such style that they da 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 freestyle mm-hmm. judging. 
And just have everything yeah. in the competition be a weird Category 23 that has either really good balance or that really has been done. crappy balance. I have the T-shirt. Oh, it yeah, has been yeah. done. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the long shot, right? That. Yeah, yeah, they did that for a while. How'd that work out for them? Well, they stopped. <laughs> they went back to all the styles. All the they had to brew stuff. some interesting beer. <laughs> they yeah. had some interesting beers out of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's take our much overdue break. And then mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to do our, our uh, commercial calibration of the Celebrator... Doppelbach. Dr. Homebrew, everyone, back after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now serving patient number 189. Number 189 at the counter, please. Now back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, we're pouring our Iyengar Celebrator Doppelbach. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you about possibly the best membership money can buy. That's right, the American Homebrewers Association, or the AHA, as they're uh, more commonly known. Uh, they do a lot of great things for homebrewers, for us folks, for all your peoples. Um, a, a, a small one-year membership gets you so much. It gets you the Zymergy magazine. Uh, it gets you access to all of their online content. It allows you to enter in uh, some pretty cool comps. More importantly, the uh, the National Homebrewers Competition, which is the, the, the largest homebrew competition around and uh, uh, definitely one that everyone tries to compete in. You need to be a member to do that. So uh, cruise on over to the American Homebrewers Association and uh, sign up. You know, the, Not only do they teach you about how to make great beer, they bring you a lot of good interviews, uh, like I said, across their magazine and their website. But they also fight for a lot of our rights, and they are a large reason why uh, it's legal to brew in the states that it's legal to brew in. And uh, they, they do a lot of good. So, mm-hmm. so help them out. They help us out. They help you out. Help them out. They do. 
and it's legal to pour homebrew at festivals and stuff. And yeah, California had some law changes that had to do a lot, a lot with them too. And then it's, you go to NHC in San Diego next year and hang out with yeah, you know Gary sure. and Janice and all those cool people down there. It's going to be awesome for sure. So uh, yeah. yeah, check them out. AHA, everybody, show them some love, please. All right, what do we have here? Doppelbach. Doppelbach. What we have is a Doppelbach. Yeah. I really do like this beer. It's one of the few Doppelbachs I ever pick up at the it's store. It's a malt bomb that you will drink. It's a super malt bomb. But oh, it's yeah. only, uh, this has 7.2%. Right. So this is pretty pretty low alcohol for it's Doppelbach. It's on the lighter yeah. side of the yeah. style, yeah. So we're going to do our, our little commercial calibration. So so you folks at home, you can usually, I think, find Celebrator year-round. Can't pretty you? much, but this yeah. is the best, probably a good time of year to find it. Yeah, when it's all all being released. Uh, and so the purpose of these commercial calibrations is to uh, give you a kind of a palate tweak, give you a, a little bit broader vocabulary when you're talking about beer. And uh, so you can run out, buy the same beer that we're drinking here in the studio, uh, and and you know not just to, to see how great we are, uh, but for you to kind of calibrate your 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 palate to be honest so then when you're when you're drinking either this style or something else you can kind of pull out some of these uh, other words and and hopefully we can actually help you define some of these things uh quite often there's a lot of uh, uh beer drinkers who aren't used to analyzing a beer <coughs> excuse me and uh there's that flavor on the tip of their tongue they just can't grasp and uh and what is it yeah it's like, what do you it's, call it's it? like a thing where it's like you know like the, when why you step, can't i grab the end of my tongue when you step on a shoe lace and it hurts i don't know whatever uh but hopefully uh we can help uh put a name to that that weird flavor profile that you're thinking about so uh this is uh, like i said the uh celebrator double bock from Ianger brewery the one with the little plastic goat on it and uh lee yeah start talking about beer dude yeah that's the thing never throw away the goat you got to keep those always first, keep the goat always what is this goat. beer all about Lee, you did a good job on the last episode of describing that Oktoberfest. what is this after beer i just all read about? blindly out of jamil's book so tell, <laughs> tell me what this beer is all about it's about malt it's just like the other one it's oh, all about malt it's about malt. about toasty dark triple decocted malt that's getting cocoa flavors and chocolate and coffee and all these good things going on and it's just just all about malt triple decoction Tri- classically this would be the triple decocted beer Oof. yes yeah that's like lots of work lots 14 of 14 hour brew day pretty much um which is why basically almost nobody actually does it anymore even <laughs> over there and you test the malt really you test the conversion oh, yeah. of your mash to, by how well your later hosen stick to the the brewing bench <laughs> right you right. don't have no fancy uh, right equipment. you have to walk away slowly from this beer how do they yeah. uh, then, it's done. then over there how do they how do they get the same flavor well, there's a few breweries that still do it from what i understand yeah. like i think the weltenberger brewery does it mm-hmm. um, the weinstefen may actually still do it they better. Um, they have a school. You would think so. They got to be able to teach this stuff. Other right. than that, um, I don't know, but I know that a lot of them just don't do the triple decoction. Mm-hmm. I, maybe they don't even do doubles. There, there's some modern malts you can sort of fake the flavors with. I don't mm. know that that's really going on here, though. This one's yeah. tasting pretty nice, but it, you know, I don't know what Einger's pro- practices are. Let's get them on the phone right now. Yeah, but if you want to do it as a home brewer and you want to get it right, you want to win that ribbon, or you just <laughs> want something that tastes flat out awesome, right? Along these ways, awesome Bach. Do the triple decoction. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Awesome right. Bach. Fair enough. And that's the topic for a whole other show that's probably already been done by some of our technical people on how to do triple decoctions. Yeah, but not by us. Really? Well, yeah, sure. Oh, well, us, you and I, us, like right, us, here. us three, right? We don't need to. Do that's that, a whole show. No, right. we don't need to do that today. No. We're going to leave. You, we're just going to tease you that you should learn this and start talking about the beer. Definitely do. I almost did it once, and I was like, I can't do this. Oh thing. god, that will go on for a while. <laughs> we'll leave it it'll the, almost as long as actually doing the damn thing. I, I hate brewing in the first place. It's eight, eight hours or six hours of my life that's gone. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Just don't boil anything you can't afford to lose. We'll leave right. it to that new Brewing Network show that's coming up, uh, Brewing for the Anal Retentive. <laughs> right. Hosted by for I the don't obsessive. Know. Right. Who would host that? Not me. That's no. for sure, man. Really? I was just going to nominate you. Yeah, I know, but uh, I can't do it. Uh, okay. okay, so let's get into this beer. So what's in this beer? Malt. Deep rich malt. Brown bread, bread crust, very, a high intensity. Got a little bit of cocoa and coffee sort of aromas in this in the background. Not picking up anything in the way of hops. No diacetyl or DMS either. Uh, you do get some esters in these beers. Mm-hmm. Whether it's actually ferment or it just as likely they're actually probably coming from the malts in this beer, because that will happen too. You get some 
prune and plum kind of esters. I also got a little bit yeah. of kind of a grape ester in this one. Um, <clears throat> all varied to style. It's basically all malt all the time. Maybe a little bit of alcohol in there if you sniff mm-hmm. closely. Pretty beer, brilliant clarity. God, the color is amazing. Sort of a deep brown red color. If you, it, it's dark if you hold it down, but if you get it up to the light, it just has this nice sort of deep copper color. It's, it's really pretty beer. Yeah. Pours a moderate light brown foam, which fades uh, sort of slowly to a light cover. It, it could probably use it. Well, it'd be nice to have a little better retention, but given the alcohol level, it's probably all right. Um, rich malt flavor, brown bread again, coffee, cocoa hints. Uh, a low spicy lavender hop flavor and a low supporting bittering. Uh, low grape fig and prune esters. They're, these are all okay for style. Uh, the balance is definitely to the malt, unquestionably. Uh, finishes, actually, for all the malt, fairly dry. A little bit of uh, lingering malt flavors, all the stuff we talked about before. A little bit of that hop lavender and some alcohol. All very enough to style. Got a little bit of sort of a light carbonate water note in here. Um, it's very nice. Uh, very nice malt bomb. It's, it's no tons <laughs> of malt flavor, but it's not sweet and sticky. Very, not terribly. It's not right. It's 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 it actually finished out. Yeah, it yeah. dries out. So the body starts rich and smooth. It's not sweet and chlorine. Dries towards the finish. Medium carbonation, some clean alcohol, a little bit of warming there. Not that much. It's definitely not hot or solventy. Just a little bit of a lingering warmth. No astringency. Medium high creaminess. Could maybe use a bit more body, um, but not necessarily. I think the beer is balanced very well. I think for body and alcohol and everything, it's at the low end of the style, but it, it's balanced very well. So I, I think it's the sort of thing where, judging this, I would remark it's on the low end of the style, and I did. But since they got the balance right, this is not a problem. It doesn't. No, not all beers need to be in the center of the style or the high end of the style for the big ones. Right. This one really works the way they've balanced this out. So overall, rich, malty, yet well-balanced Bach. Big malt flavors without being sweet or cloying. Nice dry finish. Uh, malt is com- um, malt complexity is great. Just a little bit of supporting character from the hops. Big clean alcohol note. It's all there. It's great. It's an enjoyable example of the style. Um, you could maybe have a touch more intensity in the aroma. You could have a bigger body. You could have... Um, a little bit more um, residual body in this. I know some lingering. It's hard to get more malt complexity in this. Some have. You could add a little bit more darker malt character to it. Mm-hmm. But all those are cuts. I mean, you could make a bigger, darker, richer, more alcoholic Bach than this and certainly have it be wonderful. Sure. But I think what they have done with this beer is they've completely nailed a beer that's on the lighter end of the style. It balances out so well. It's just, it's just wonderful. I actually I gave this a forty five. I put this up in the, wow. the the outstanding category. I actually didn't score it that high to begin with, but I kept going back to it. And it's like I can't justify <laughs> not putting it here. So you know you're right. right. They, they 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 went for a style that has a lot of character, a lot of body, and they took it down to an approachable level, I think, and they did it really, really well. Yeah. Could, could yeah. you call it a session double box? <laughs> no. Sure. You can call it whatever the... Yeah, oxymoronator. Oxymoronator, right. Yeah, the session double box. Only 7.2%. You can only drink seven of them before you fall on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely a lighter example this style, but they just nailed the balance in here. It's very nice. This is a very clean, nice bottle of it here, too. You don't need to load a bunch of hops into a beer to make it balanced. No. And you also don't need to make a beer that's the big end of the style to, to have it be exceptional and good. That's that's actually a key. You know, a lot of time people will win comp- competitions using, you know, entering the biggest beer in the style because it's got more intensity and flavor. But, yeah. you know, good judges will look for that balance. And, you know, if the bigger beer doesn't have the balance down as well as the smaller beer does, the smaller beer is going to win. It should win. And, yes. and sometimes it's a conundrum you have to remember as a judge, too, especially when you're approaching a big-ass beer style like this, that the smaller ones sometimes are better. And you've got to go back and look at it. And, I mean, if you think when you've done sort of making all your notes and put scores in the subsections and gone and looked, no, was this good or a very good or excellent or outstanding, was that score right that I gave it? And if you don't think so, you need to adjust it. You need to put it where it belongs, you know, just on a – if the overall impression is telling you, you know, I scored this, this is excellent, but really this is outstanding because there's almost nothing wrong with it, 
add a few points up and put it there if that's where it belongs. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. Oh. That's what I always say. He's the poet, and we oh. all know it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, it's come down to that. It ha- no, Let's hope it's not. Brian, <laughs> now it's your turn. Yeah. So, okay. Going back a little history again. In German, um, well, the beer started in Germany, obviously. Um, there's a town called Einbeck. So they recreated this beer in uh, Munich starting in the 17th century. And the people there would ask, for, they wanted the, the Einbeck-style beer. So it was like, and, the, and in the Bavarian dialect, it's Einbeck beer. So um, Einbeck beer became um, a Bach beer. And it's, uh, Bach also happens to be the German word for goat. So a lot of the labels, including Celebrator, will have, this one has two goats on the label because it's a double Bach. And Those so, Germans, man, they just—they're just you know the name, the yeah, crazy names. There's, there's something hidden. They're right up front. But this beer's been around for a long time. They've been brewing it there in southern Germany for for quite some time, and they 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 do a damn fine job of it. Um, I have to agree with a lot of what Lee said here. I won't rehash too much of it, but I'm getting a lot of pleasant, strong melanoidins in the aroma, and it has these raisin and plum fruity notes underneath. Brian, yes, what are melanoidins? What do they what do they smell and taste like? I glossed over that one too. We yes. should probably give a description. Melanoidins are there are flavor compounds that are generated when you develop the uh, when you do the triple decoction or any decoction, you're boiling a part of that mash and it's increasing the, the color of the beer. It's also adding flavor components that are associated with that. And judges will refer to those generically as melanoidins. I think that melanoidins are actually the the color inducing components of that. But on a score sheet, it's perfectly appropriate to say, you know, melanoid in flavor. It and they're rich, comes toasty, bready, like toasty. dark, dark toasts, uh, bread crusts kind of flavor. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, so I feel you. I know what you're freshly, saying. Yeah. Freshly baked dark bread that you've toasted to perfection. And um, that's kind of along the lines of what melanoids are about. Um Mm. I'm not getting any. I mean, if I could pick out a fermentation der- derived ester versus a uh, malt one, I would say these are all coming from the malt. Uh, but it is it is kind of fruity, like Lee said. So it treads that line, but it's it's definitely a lager beer, cleanly lagered, cleanly fermented. What yeast would you use for something like this? If, uh, if you're if you're getting all, a lot of those ester flavors from the from the malt, um, you'd want to use a Bavarian lager yeast for this one. Um, does that go cleaner? I mean, I guess loggers typically do that. It's right? going to so. be your loggering regimen, yeah. but yeah, okay. the, the fruitiness—you know—the fruitiness is not going to come from your yeast if you logger it properly. With yeah, it. you're any, not trying to drive anything from the yeast. Any you good want logger a, yeast, a, a yeah. cleaner yeast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there. Yeah, you make you know different lo- different yeasts will kick out different flavors, but you want to stick with the traditional one for this, and 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 you know get it from the Bavarian. Uh, people, people, <laughs> the peoples of Bavaria will send you their yeast so you can brew that beer. Um, but yeah, clean alcohol in the aroma too. You definitely get a little bit of that. Uh, the color is beautiful, kind of medium reddish brown color. Ruby highlights had a low light tan head, uh, and it persisted fairly well despite the obvious strength. Actually, um, in the flavor, just malty sweet, a f- malt bomb, and you know there's a little bit of bittersweet chocolate in there with the plum and the dark cherry. Um, has a Little low, tiny, tiny hint of an earthy, spicy hop in there, uh, with a very uh, you know low bitterness, but just enough to balance it and keep it interesting. Um, but no, you know, no fruity esters from from fermentation that that I can pick up. They're either uh, cleanly lagered, alcohol is clean and and just slightly spicy, uh, not not solventy or, or aggressive at all. Just super smooth alcohol. Um, and, and this one is on the lower side, you can tell, but those, those melanoidins really linger in the aftertaste on this. You just, it, it, it has a really long palate, just keeps going and, and the sweetness, the perception of the sweetness from this beer will stick on your tongue for a long while with those, those nice multi flavors. Um, this one has a medium full body. Some of them will trend towards the full and, uh, it doesn't need to go there. It can be kind of medium full and still 
filling and it makes it a little more drinkable to me too you know you can have a nice yeah. flavorful beer that's not gonna just taste like you know feel like syrup in your mouth <laughs> um medium low carbonation somewhat creamy and smooth no astringency or anything like that some clean alcohol warmth in the back of your throat um so yeah wonderfully smooth double pock of the you know slightly darker and lighter variety some of these will tend towards um, you know, the lighter colored, uh, this one's kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a brown beer. So some of it can be a little kind of coppery colored or, um, even a little lighter, but this one tastes quite fresh and clean. Um, obviously a pretty well cared for bottle. Um, you know, you go, go with a little bit more complexity on the malt front, uh, would complement the sweetness that's there nicely. But it's just that's a fine point. The the beer is really nicely done as is, and I also bumped like likewise bumped my score up a little bit because it just <laughs> I check myself. It's like oh, why did I put it as excellent? This is an outstanding beer. This is a world class example of the style. I would not. I mean, this is up there with the finest of the double box. So I went up to a forty six, even just out duly a little bit. So um, <laughs> getting competitive, right? Huh? Nice stuff. Really happy with this, and it's fun to taste some German beers this time of year. It's a really nice, nice time of year to get get a hold of. But this, like like Lee said, you can get this year round. But the Oktoberfests are out now. You can get cases of that at Costco. Sometimes I got some Hucker Shore that was just excellent. Brought it to beer camp with us and just had great beer. So I love the fall. I'm happy. Thank you. Sorry, I'm taking a photo of it because it just is such a pretty color in the in the light, man, on the on the, on the yeah. paper. It's just so adorable. And we hung the goats here in the studio from the two bottles that we opened, so hopefully they stay there for a while. We'll just visit them every once in a while. <laughs> oh. By the way, I just called my beer adorable. Yeah, you Sell did. I was, was going to say. Right? I like this beer because it has a little goat on it's it. It's adorable. Totes adorbs, people. Yeah. All right, let's take a break real fast uh, because I kind of screwed that up. And uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this beer. We'll rehash Kirk's beer. And then we'll get out of here because, uh, you know, it's real late. Uh, Dr. Home, everyone, back after this. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter. So get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut 
customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Don't worry, everybody. We're not going to lose you. Oh, oh, the drama. Yeah. It's dramatic, dude. Don't even worry about it. On yeah. TNT, because they no know drama. Kidding. I mean, the, the, the things they do to treat a common cold these days. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Dr. Homebrew, everyone. We're going to do our little uh, run-through uh, session here. Uh, we're At the break, we were still talking about this uh, Doppelbach, and then I foolishly asked Lee, uh, uh, you know, the guys were like, oh, I wish we could have some of this in a homebrew competition. And I said, would that be a 50-point homebrew and and uh you know he said no it would be a 45 46 point i mean just what he scored the, the commercial example uh it's the same scoring scale yeah a, but a less I, experienced I, judge than us might be so surprised to get that awesome like world-class that's what i'm double saying block that they'd be like hey let's, that's go a, to, let's go straight to 50 and that's what right. i would probably would have done that's the temptation that's why right. i don't that's why i don't judge well and it leaves us with the very obvious and very difficult question of why is it not 50 points having put it at 45 <laughs> right well what's it missing fine what would make this a 50 point I, I mean for me for five extra points for me for five extra points yeah it could have used just a slight tweak in the hop flavor to malt balance towards the malt. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily less dry. Maybe a little less dry, but not, not less dry is what I'm looking for. A little bit more malt flavor. I mean, it's good on that. It was fabulous on that. Yeah. But I thought the hop flavor was... It, it makes for a wonderful balance, but it could almost have given way a little bit on that front. Okay. Um, other than that, that was about it. I, I like the... the uh, There's one, I think, the prune and the plum esters I got in here mm-hmm. were really good. The guite is sort of like a white grape ester component in there, which I thought was a little. Did you just odd. call it guite? Guite. Well, that was a that was that was that was yes. White okay. is what I meant. White grape. Oh, okay. I white thought you grape. were making up a new thing. I'm like guite. Right. Oh, here we right. go. All right. It's the color you get from a guinea pig. It's oh, white. Okay, it got it. Quick, quick, quick. Um. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. That ester seemed a little bit out of place to me with all the dark. Uh, malt and uh, the darker esters that was going on. It wasn't bad. Okay. It, it blends in okay, but just like, what's that doing there? That's a little little weird. That yeah. one I thought might have actually been a ferment ester. So avoid the guite. Avoid the guite, right. right. Avoid the guite like the puig, <laughs> and your beer will be adorable. Okay. All right. Well, hey, this beer is already adorable. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kirk's beer. Do me a favor. Give me a rundown of Kirk's beer. Uh, it was basically just... Uh, Kirk's beer was an interesting beer. Uh, put the Brett... Later on, after primary, yeah, that was that a, a lot of it, right? To behave a little more, right. and it then was that a would, bomb, yeah, and then that would make the malt just be uh, be, be a different malt character. It would have right? come through a little better with that yeah. the caramel that was there, and and some of the light light chocolate notes that were in there in the background. They would have popped through a little better, I'm sure. And you you know if you add a little wood along alongside that that Brett, that's what you know you might expect in beer like that some in the old days they would have been aged in a barrel it's gonna maybe have some bread in it you know after it finishes out they'll let it go and and uh let it age and and there you go yeah old, for sure. old ale they don't call it old ale for nothing no they don't those guys they know what they're doing um okay and then so uh by default once again uh kirk wins the grog tag at least your beer will look good 40 dollar gift certificate if you are a home brewer which i assume you are and you are looking to label your beers or if you want uh, personalized bottle caps or coasters or metal signs or any kind of a little personal stuff like that go to grogtag.com or their new uh, sister site they just launched for the winemaker uh, crushtag.com and it's not only for winemakers you can go they have different products than they do on on the on the grogtag site uh, but check those guys out they're big fans of the show they're big supporters of the show and uh, they're big supporters of homebrewers just like you so yeah. if you want uh, customizable labels reusable labels labels that won't come off in water uh, and you can peel them off save them for your next batch if you want mm-hmm. uh, that's where you got to go grogtag.com check them out thank you very much guys at grogtag for giving us this $40 gift certificate uh, yeah. can, can I use those labels for my homemade granola too you can do yes. We have people making using them for kombucha, <laughs> kombucha all sorts of go. weird hippie stuff. Yeah. You can do granola, whatever you want, man. Soap. I'm gonna crystal, label my groats bin. Crystal deodorant, whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of brewers have their own brand. You can just put, you know, I've got I've got one of their metal signs in my garage. Actually, it's kind of cool. Oh, so, awesome! Yeah. 
Well, there you go. There Thanks, you go. Brian. Appreciate that. Well, JP that. gave it to me for free, so. Well, you know, it's fine. Uh, but I'm Nothing's glad that no free. one's stolen it. No. Nothing's for free. You are paying for it one uh, way or another. Uh, uh, all right, everyone. On behalf of Kirk and the folks at the Iyengar Brewery and Brian and Lee, I want to thank everyone for joining us on, um, what did we just do? Dr. Homebrew, Dr. I feel Dr. Homebrew, like. yeah. Number 45. Um, yeah, and then I want to remind everyone that we do, of course, have uh, the session. If you're looking for more uh, beer radio, who knows? Maybe you found us uh, just searching iTunes and, and don't know anything about uh, the other programs we have here on the Brew Network. Check out the session. It's on uh, Mondays. It's three times a week or so. And uh, it's a really cool uh, mix of beer radio and entertainment and home brewing and craft brewing and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So, so check us out on the session over there. You can figure it out on iTunes. Uh, go to the website, thebrewingnetwork.com, and, and uh, you know download everything. Just get everything all at once. Those and guys then, get good guests. I mean, they always have somebody interesting on. We do. We should we, we could start getting guests. If we wanted yeah. to do some shows uh, instead of a commercial calibration or something, maybe we could, we could do Taste one Taste some local breweries beer and yeah. get them in here. Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. Danger. New segment. Yep. New segment. We'll, we'll develop <laughs> local that Local beer calibration. <laughs> Oh, man. And I just snorted. All yeah. right, everyone. It's Dr. Homeboy 1. It is too late. Uh, yes, we're, we're tired of being adorable. And we're, we're going to go be here. adorable somewhere else. Right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Take it easy.